One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees, promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> My uncle used to have a saying, it's from the army. It's quite good for you actually, Mark. Yeah, what well, is? If you're going traveling, you only need to take 3 pairs of pants. One on the bum, one in the bag, one in the wash. <laughs> yeah, but you, try, you can't put a whole wash on what, every no, two, no, 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 three no, no, days. No, 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 in the sink. Do it in the sink. In the oh, sink. In the sink. sink. Yeah, this is an wash. army thing. This is an army thing, yeah. How many sinks have they got in bad one, <laughs> one, one in the bum, one in the bag, one in the wash. Yeah? Okay. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I am joined in the podcast studio by the one and only Mr. Danny Ward. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. And this is a guest episode, so we are joined by the wonderful Ross McGreen. Hello. I was embarrassed because I asked Ross about the mic technique, you know, can you be careful to speak into the mic in a, in a, in a universal distance all the way through? I'll witness, I'll witness yeah, that. I've been, doing, uh, I've been doing radio for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've put pressure on myself now, don't I? <laughs> That's true. You've set yourself up for yeah. a fall there. Well, what's that, Ross? I couldn't... <laughs> Did you ever do hospital radio? I'm really radio? conscious of it now. <laughs> Did you ever do hospital radio? Did you go straight into the beat? I didn't actually, no. I went from, uh, I started on online. I think because online obviously become a thing, you know, hospital radio become less something you had to do. Mm. So yeah, I did a lot. I did it online for probably about two and a half years, various different online stations. And then I did a community station in Essex, which is like a 10 mile radius or something on the transmitter. And uh, me and another comedian, John Oakes, did weekday breakfast there unpaid for about a year and a half and we were doing a full-time job as well so we we're doing like six till nine in the morning lugging glass about in a glass factory then doing open spots in the evening because i just started doing comedy and stuff uh and then we got picked up by radio essex which is the commercial station for essex and we've been there for about five years now sorry not the bbc yeah commercial not radio. the bbc yeah, yeah no not <laughs> oh brilliant that's cool so that? i haven't got that sweet bbc money yet but. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so what? So that was what? Ten? When did you start comedy? Ten years ago. Uh, ten years ago this year. Yeah, it'll be Mar- oh. March the eighteenth. Will be my first, my ten year anniversary. Brilliant. Can you remember any of your bits from? Like, uh, have any of your bits survived ten years from that first gig? <sighs> no, there, there. I've there's a one joke that I wrote that was like my banker. It was the first joke I ever wrote, and then it became my banker for years. Like, I don't wow, tell it the anymore. The first joke you wrote yeah. was a banker. Yeah, I peaked way too early. That's amazing. Let's hear it. What is it? Uh, it was about working. I used to work um, at the big call centre up for RBS. There's a huge call centre. It's one of the main call centres for RBS in the South End. And uh, I was talking about our first two weeks of training. We're going over words and terms of phrase that you should never use on the phone to a customer. And the top one was bear with me. It's true. They said, you cannot use the words bear with me. And I was like, well, why can't everyone knows what that means? It's harmless. 
means wait a minute or won't be long, bear with me. But they said, and they actually said this, they were like, you should never use the words bear with me on the phone to a customer in case they think there is a bear with you. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, that's not true. How many log cabin call centres have you got in Canada, RBS? When it's a genuine possibility of a bear walking up to you. Just imagine if that it did happen. Like you're sitting there checking someone's balance. Gary's left the back door open again. And a bear walks up to your desk. Like presumably you'd show slightly more alarm than... Bear with me. <laughs> it's a fucking bear. <laughs> that's really great. Yeah. Oh, imagine that's interesting, isn't it? Because you've that's your first bit. Yeah. That that genuinely is a lot of pressure now on every other bit. Well, because I went, my first bits were rubbish. Yeah. So so you could well, only get better. I think the thing is you didn't you don't know that it's a good bit at that point. And it was like that was I built my whole first set around that bit because I'd worked at RBS probably eight years before, prior to that gig, but I remember going to see my mate after training and telling him that that conversation had happened and I was both just laughing about it. Mm. And then when I, I, I my background's slightly different to most. I, my dad was running gigs back in the late 80s, early 90s, so I kind of got brought up around stand-up. Comedy gigs? Yeah, I, I, I set up my first gig when I was 14 and Mickey Flanagan opened. <laughs> Lee, was no closed, way. Yeah. So what, what gigs did, was he running? A gig called Churchill's in South End. And oh. it was like, you know, it was only about four clubs outside of London back then, you know, so, and they all played it at some point. Yeah. And then I started booking gigs like when I left, right when I left, well, in school was the first one as part of a business project. That was the Mickey Flanagan one. And then ah. set up my first club when I left school. So you knew how jokes worked because you, you'd been around it. You'd well, seen. Yeah, to, to my detriment though, actually, because I think like it took me so long. Like if you think I didn't start doing comedy, I, I always wanted to be a stand up ever since I was like seven. Mm. And like, but I didn't do my first gig till 2013, you know. And I think a lot of that was because I'd seen so much like club comedy. I just, I, could, I didn't know who I was and I just, plus right. I was young and, you know, I'd, I'd write a set and then show my dad and be like really proud of it and he'd be like, this is a load of crap. <laughs> just talking about wanking and having a shit and it's like, well, that's what I've done. There is now. a lot of that in the early days, isn't there? <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, that's all we've done. Yeah. And men generally, we're disgusting, also, aren't we? So. Also back then, that was the, what people were doing, isn't it? Like yeah. like on, on TV, there's a lot more of that yeah, sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it took, so, yeah, I mean, it's, I think only now that I've, sort of found my voice and mm. you know i'm now doing it full time and whatever else only now am i sort of seeing the benefits of all that knowledge that i'd absorbed you know yeah 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 from watching all these acts you know come up and so you haven't done stuff. an hour yet is that you're gonna do it or have you done an hour yet i haven't done an hour yet no. so that's gonna be hopefully this year gonna yeah hopefully this year yeah i'm right. working towards taking my first hour to edinburgh brilliant which is a bit nerve-wracking really yeah before i agree going to that do you want to hear my um my call center joke yeah um, Imagine if I said no. <laughs> okay, back to you, Ross. Um, so uh, it never quite banged enough, but I, d I do like it. If call centres come up in the gig, I'll do the joke. Um, but I, ch I changed the angle into it, and I can't even remember what my final, where I am with it. But something along the lines of, um, I didn't really like my job answering a phone at a call centre. Well, it wasn't for me. <laughs> I've heard you. I think you might have done that. On the tour, maybe is it possible? I Only thought, if it came up yeah. in the room. I feel like probably, um, but the well bit made it work better. Yeah. So just rhythmically, if you just go do it without. I didn't like the job working answering phones in the call center. Wasn't for me, but the well just adds that cut sort of wow. Yeah. Wasn't for me. Just, just rhythmically, that extra it just sounds bit of... so much better. Yeah. But I actually think it might be better to. Um, I feel like in the setup, you need to know that you didn't last very long doing it. I feel like maybe, but maybe just saying that 
I didn't really last very long in the job at the call centre answering answering a phone. Well, it wasn't for me. Yeah. Or I only lasted a year answering calls in a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or not even a year, I'd say. I only lasted a month working the call centre answering the phone. Well, it wasn't for me. I think that might be... See, this is why I need a button on the pe- on the keypad that goes, niche podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get that sorted. Yeah. As it is, I've got this, Mark. So should we go into the... Um... Yeah, yeah. So, um, so how is it going with your... Your, your hour are you gonna so are you gonna just put everything that you've done will that call centre joke be in your hour I, I, I well probably good it's probably gonna have to be <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fun I've never I've not really been in any rush to get up to Edinburgh with a show I just until something kind of like that I felt really passionate about like that had because you know what it's like it's like I, I was desperate to not go out there and be accused of it being a club set yeah. with padding mm. because that'd be yeah. 100% accurate and I don't want them to point <laughs> yeah. out but I, I yeah, the way, the way things have worked out, I feel like I've got to take one up there this year, and it, which is a good, it's been a good thing because mm. it's made me kind of just examine all of my material that I've had over the last 10 years and all the stuff that I run a weekly new material night, which I've been doing for 10 years and I MC that every week and it's right. a nice vehicle for material for me. But there's loads of stuff that I've told down there that have worked that's never really made it anywhere else. Yeah. So it's been a great experience naturally. Like put, I've pulled all these, basically written the, the longest set list I've ever written and and then trying to find, then finding what the common themes are to kind of try and find a thought. I don't want to force a narrative out of it, but yes. just trying to find... How it links together. Yeah. And also, and I got this advice from Russell Kane, actually, writing out, I wrote out my set list in two columns and randomly drew lines between the gags ah. and then went down them and tried to find callbacks that right. way and then the other way again. Oh, that's clever. And right. it's like, you know, you might find one in six... But mm. that one in six is like, you know, you know how valuable a callback is. Yeah, you only need two in, a, in an Edinburgh show, really. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, I'm just trying to sort of find the balance between, you know, I want to take, it is effectively a club set. There is a theme there anyway, because mm. obviously we, we create themes so that the 20 flows or whatever, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, and but, if it's about you, then that is the theme, essentially. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all kind of about, you know, me sort of, I, I, I'm, grew up on a council estate from a very working class background my other half um not middle class background they always had money so we've been together 14 years we've got a kid together and I, i'm probably i'm you know i'm doing all right now but i've still got the working class mentality so it's like all the kind of gags sort of fall around this you know th- this idea that technology is going too far the other way so everything's mm. costing so much money and certain expectations that my other half's got because of the way she was brought up compared to mine you know she going to center parks every year Right. As a secondary holiday, you know, right. that was a promissory note that a real holiday would soon be arriving. You know, I had one holiday, I was 15 and yeah. we basically left, we basically went to a council estate in Spain. You know what I mean? That's what we did, <laughs> left one in England. And so that, it, there's that, that theme kind of runs through it anyway. But I, what I don't want to do is try and force a narrative that isn't there because mm. I think... Yeah, you want it to people be, can see through that in Edinburgh. You want it to be organic, don't you? It's expensive, that uh, centre parks, isn't it? Oh my god! Yeah, to, I've, you, once you pay to get in, I did. I, I was a runner on a commercial there, but once you pay to get in, uh, actually, I'll tell you what my job was. There was a we did a commercial for um, Centre Parks, and one of the shots was um, uh, in there. You know, you think the whole thing's under a big old canopy, don't you? Did mm. you used to think that the whole yeah, thing's did, under yeah, a big I dome? It's it only was, the swimming pool. Yeah, it's only the swimming pool. Not the so, swimming pool, the subtropical swimming paradise. Well, the subtropical <laughs> swimming paradise, of course. <laughs> or the Veruca capital of the UK. <laughs> <laughs> and and one, of, one of the shots was to have a, at the bottom of the uh, slide, the water slide, right? And to have a cheeky um, bikini top come 
come down it, right? To suggest that someone's lost their bikini top on the water slide. And I was at the top of this slide with a radio. Hang on, what's going on there? <laughs> Hang on, this is, this is something people did. No, this is for the advert. Oh, with the advert? Yeah. Right, sorry. Yeah. Right. I just thought, it was, oh, I thought, I just thought you went and were just doing it. So like... my job that day was to hold the bikini top and when they say release, release it down the, uh, the water chute so they could get the shot of it coming down. That was a tragic. Yeah. You got paid for that? Yeah, I got paid for lots um, of things like that. Yeah. <laughs> then I had to drive the rushes back to Soho from Nottingham after a 14-hour day. Anyway. Um, yes, so it's... Uh, should I... Yeah, let's press the button. <laughs> so, uh, so you're working on your hour. Have you got any jokes at the moment that maybe through, sort of, as it's your first hour, essentially, anything that doesn't work, it, it is for your new show, but it's also old stuff. So it's, does that yeah. make sense, what I'm saying? It does. I think your first hour is basically your, your, your greatest, your, all your stuff, mm. isn't it? And then you look to find that organic sort of connection between it. Yeah. So yeah. mine was pressure point. So it's like, you know, sort of like getting irate about things yeah. and finding that my blood pressure was high. Mm. Yes. You just sort of find a, like an umbrella, don't you? Yeah. Just put over the top of it. A yeah, war, just putting it all out. That was, wasn't it? Award winning, yeah. There he is. Award winning. Oh, look at that. There we go. So, so you... So you're going through everything, like you said, you do all those new material gigs. Is, have you come across anything that you you like, but you're like, doesn't work? Uh, there's a couple, yeah, I've got a couple of bits. I mean, how long have you got? <laughs> but uh, no, I, 17 there's, minutes. There's a couple of like, <laughs> I, <laughs> there's a couple of like, like premises. I've got this this story that I I really like telling, but I feel like the, the punchline just isn't, isn't enough. It doesn't deserve the build. The punchline doesn't. Yeah, the build-up deserves more. I think. Yes. So is is it quite long? And then the payoff isn't good it's, enough. It's not. It is. It is the. It's a long. It's the longest bit. One of the longer bits that I've got, definitely. Yeah. But it is. It's. It was a story about my the birth of my child. So we had a thirty-six like hour labour, which is obviously a very emotive topic Jeez. for a lot of people. Mm. And um, and it is. It's that. It's that journey. And it's the first bit that I told that was a little bit more long form, but something that was actually really true to me. Mm. And the audience are like, palm, it's palm your hand stuff. And it has got a payoff at the end, but it just, it, it, des- it needs more. And so, I'm not telling it now for that reason. Right. And so, what? So basically, <laughs> essentially, the bit is, I'll, I'll do the short version. I thought you were saying you're not telling it now. Like, well, what were we, what were we here I'm for? Not t- <laughs> 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 I'm not going to tell you now. It's a, it's a big secret. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, so the, the, it's essentially about like how... We had a 36-hour labour, and like, if you don't know what happens... I like the fact you say we. <laughs> we yeah, exactly, yeah. It, gets, it usually gets that kind of gasp reaction. I'm like, yeah, I know, I was exhausted. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you um, say that? Yeah, I do, and yeah. does that yeah. get laugh? Yeah, that gets Good a laugh, yeah. yeah. Good um, start. And then I say, like, you know, if you don't know what happens in that situation, they check the woman every four hours to see if they're ready for the baby. And, you know, we're like, it's midnight, we've been there for like two whole days, and they've checked her again, it's going to be another four hours. And, uh, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a mess. She's on all the drugs. You know, I'm on some of the drugs. <laughs> it's like gas and air, that's five quid a balloon at any festival you go to. You know, I was like, um, so I've, I've walked out the room. It's all, my mother in law was in there. And as I've walked out, I'm like, you know, it's hit me. Like, she's going through it all, but I'm like, I'm a mess. You know, I'm worried about the safety of her. So I've just seen a joke there, but I don't know if it's, you say my mother in law's in there. Could the real reveal be that she's the one having your baby? <laughs> I mean, love was in there. I think mean, that would be a different joke, but that would be funny. Yeah, yeah. sorry. That, that again, that's an example of being spotting the joke in there, but that would totally retract from where you're going. Yeah, unless you did it as a you do the joke and go just just joking anyway. Yeah, yeah, that might be a nice. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, sorry. Chunk in there. Suggesting that Ross has had sex with his mother-in-law. <laughs> I'm sure I've been listening to no no that has never happened <laughs> um, so yeah so yeah. it was about me leaving that room and then thinking you know we never ask for help men 
I feel like I need help now. I need some support. I haven't eaten in two days. You know, I'm <laughs> like, I haven't slept. So I rang my best mate, Jamie, and uh, and I was like, look, mate, I'm, I'm sorry to trouble you so late, but I'm like, Holly's in labour and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I haven't eaten, I haven't slept. I just feel like I really need a mate. And he was like, don't you worry, brother, I've got you. And then he'd done like the most Essex thing any bloke has ever done in that situation, turned up at Southend General Hospital with a carrier bag. And in that, this is a true story as well. In that carrier bag was a can of Stella, uh, KFC bonus banquet for one and a pre-rolled spliff <laughs> and I was like what's that spliff for he's like oh it's a victory spliff for when the baby's born you know and he's like I do I do smoke weed right I, it's, I don't, I'm not a big drinker but I smoke and I, I, some, like some people have a glass of wine after a day's work I have a cut of puffs on a spliff now just like people who drink wouldn't necessarily think about bringing a bottle of Merlot to the birth of their first kid <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't necessarily think about bringing a bag of weed either but <laughs> if you're going through that situation it's highly stressful you're a seasoned drinker and someone passes you a glass of red wine, you might think, I'll just have one little fucking... So I thought, I'll just have one puff on this spliff. And I'm in the car, inhaled the KFC 100 mile an hour, and I get the spliff out. And I thought, just have one puff, it'd be fine. I'd take the edge off, have one puff, go indoors, don't make eye contact with the mother-in-law, lay down three hours, wake up, be a dad, right? I lit the spliff, and I'm... Have a couple of puffs, and then I'm like... Now I'm like in this car park on my own. It's pitch black, starry night, feeling spiritual, thinking like... My child's going to be born tonight. You know. She'll be a Libra. And it was on the sixth puff of this spliff, I thought to myself, I'm probably not ready to be a dad. <laughs> and then it's the story of me going in stoned and picking up like deodorant from the thing. And, and then when I get to the delivery room, the doctor's in there and he's like, oh, there you are. We're going to do a cesarean right now. And I'm like, now? <laughs> right. How many scrubs, wellies, how much blood is there going to be? You know. Just so, to pause for a second, because I, I, there's... Points I, here, yeah, there's there's points I want to yeah. jump into. So when you did the the, the, the point of um, I took my sixth drag, is that the right word? Put, I, yeah, I, I don't so know. I, don't I've, I've, obviously, I've rushed through it there. Yeah. So, so, so when you say that and then you say, um, I'm probably not ready to be a dad, is the punchline that you've, because you've had too much already, is that what the joke is? I think it's like the, the of how irresponsible I'm being in that so, moment. So it's I, like think need, I think you maybe need to go bigger. Is that, the, joke, was, is that the punchline you were talking about? That doesn't yeah, get, that was the bit that, yeah. that, that always gets mm. a laugh, but, but it doesn't get enough. Oh, no, but I enough, feel yeah. like if you went, and it was after I finished the second spliff, I thought maybe I'm not ready to be a dad. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, so go bigger. Much or, sillier, or, or, yeah. or could it be that you've, um, you, you find yourself at the wrong hospital after getting stoned, something like that? That you, yeah, the trouble with the setup of that is, is there a oh, really yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I see what you mean. Being or maybe you could go. He said, "Come round quick." I went round there, and when I got to the hospital, and they, yeah, maybe the reveal is that you got that is a fun, that is a good punchline. If you can manoeuvre away, is there another sort of hospital you could you could turn up to? And I think she could tell. So I went to the reception, and I think she, the woman could tell that I was whatever because. And then reveal mm. the place that she is. It's all a good setup. There's just something I see what you mean. I think it needs to be a bigger than. Yeah. I don't think it's obvious it's, enough that that's the joke because yeah. sixth, sixth puff is it just isn't an, enough. I don't think to, I think to be irresponsible. It, obviously, the like I said, because I've rushed through it there. I try and paint the the picture of like this, you know, feeling stressed and, and anxious and all this yeah. stuff, and that it's kind of something that's helped. I'm trying to be responsible. Yeah. Like it's not as bad as you think it is because. Mm. 
you know, a spliff doesn't affect me in the same way it'd affect you, for example. Well, but, Mark would be all over the shop. But at the, <laughs> but at the same I time... I have never smoked, exactly. smoked anything. <laughs> never. Never even yeah. had a drag of a cigarette, nothing. Yeah. I've got a vape in my pocket. Do you want to start now? No. I've got a joke <laughs> That'd about. be a my, great podcast. Let's get Mark high and see what he comes out <laughs> with. My, my, my friends asked me to vape. I said, no, tar. There you go. Um, uh, you'd so, be great to get high with, by the way. <laughs> did you... Um, have to witness a cesarean section while stoned then because i think i'd get the yeah fear. so that's the this is i think actually is a bigger long like longer form bit it, it's 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 very it is not because it is hilarious like the what ha- obviously i've over egged it but the what really happened is i did inhale a kfc way too quick i was starving Good. i did have a couple of puffs on a, on a spliff yeah and i think where <laughs> i was like i hadn't slept it did hit me a lot harder than i was expecting but i had three hours to get over it and then when i got in they were like decided they're doing the cesarean now but the thing is, in reality, you sober up like that. You know I've, what I mean? It's, I've got a thought that, like, if you don't mention eating the KFC before, mention it that he gave you one, but don't mention eating it. Is there not a punchline about you're so high that during the cesarean section and then the, a reveal be that you, you've then eaten a, a well, chicken leg? So in the, in the, in, the, in the room, I'm talking about, like, the, we talked about the baby's born and then it's time to cut the umbilical cord and that falls on me. And, you know, that's the, that's the first and only responsibility you've got as a dad. I've been practising warming up the weeks before, you know. Yeah. And I don't know what I expected it to be, but if you've ever done it, it's disgusting. No, it's no, horrendous. No, 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 no. It's a body part, Never mate. It. it took two goes to get through it. Something oh. spl- and then I have to say, like, the KFC's up here, you know, yeah. like, remind them that I've eaten. Uh, and, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Maybe maybe you could do a couple of things here. Number one, get rid of that fact that the three hours, that there was a three-hour break. Yeah. So maybe it's happening as soon as you've inhaled that KFC and you're stoned, and then you go in and, right, we're performing the... Uh, maybe it's the that cesarean. you get a call. Then. And then you say, then it's like, oh, then, then you think, I wish I hadn't had that KFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once the blood's out, the blood's out, the guts are there, that, you know, I'm snipping it, took two I've, goes, I and I'm thinking, a, I wish I didn't have the KFC. But I don't, like that. that wouldn't make me laugh. That would make me go, mm, yeah. I think. It's a bit sort of... But maybe because because this is the thing about get I don't know anything about this about when you get high that you you need you you want to eat you get the munchies yeah, yeah. so is that yeah. not is that not funny that you could have be doing all this stuff and then wanting to be eating at the yeah. same time I've thought of something gross don't oh go, go on. on then well people do you know that some people eat placenta <laughs> oh, behave behave that, I mean you'll get a reaction from the audience but there's no deep fried placenta. Oh, that is awful. Is that uh, not what you're looking for now? No, <laughs> Welcome to the Jokes Podcast. Um, so, so, so up to this point, where, how, when you're delivering it, wh- how are the laughs coming? Are they coming, or is yeah, it so, long gaps? Yeah, no. There's so there's like la- there's a laugh at the point where I say the, the you know the rule of three, putting the stuff out the bag. You know the the KFC bonus banquet and a pre-rolled yeah. spliff that way gets a laugh and a cheer from the chaps in the audience. You know, right? And um and then the the, the, the when I bring it down and talk about like this, I try and paint this picture of me looking up at the stars and you know she'll be a Libra. That always gets a laugh. Mm. Just the idea that I'm thinking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um and then the the biggest laugh comes at the. I'm probably not ready to be a dad. But it's it's just it's just it still doesn't feel like it's a big enough laugh for what the setup is, and it, it might just be because it is such a. I think go bigger. I think try at least. Yeah. There's a number of ways you can go bigger because because when you were saying it to me, I didn't know if having six puffs on it was that. I feel like if you the, you've got me, you say you've got one, but maybe reveal that you've you've okay. had a couple. You got carried away, so she's yeah. in there giving birth, and you're still yeah yeah sitting there, you know. Do you not think? You're yeah, not- uh, yeah. There's lots, lots of different ways to take it, isn't it? Lots of different mm. ways. It just depends how sort of honest to the actual story you want to be, and then you know. Funnily mm. enough, it might work. 
in an Edinburgh show because it is quite That's, emotive and it's yeah, like there's yeah. not like although there isn't like a sort of a huge payoff at the end is that, it's is like that there's the lots end? of laugh throughout well not really well, no. where I do mean, you go from there I, I I will end it there like if I'm if I feel like I'm, if I end up doing that bit I will it I will it I can end it there it but, feels like a point of a big laugh to me yeah I just feel like it just I feel like you just need to maneuver the setup a yeah. little bit um, and then there is the journey after like the me walking through like from the car to the delivery room and thinking like I've got to go I should go to the little shop in the in the thing and get some deodorant because I don't want to smell right. so I got in, and I got in, I queued up and I got the deodorant and three packets of crisps and two chocolate bars yeah. and one of those little penny them lollies that are also a whistle that you only seem to get in dentists and chemists you know what I mean? yeah. and, uh, could, and then, could the reveal be that you you haven't you, you go to the wrong the wrong woman like, <laughs> I mean, that's that's what, once, you're, once you're stoned yeah. and you're on a birth and on, on, that's on what a I mean. matern, maternity ward there's all sorts of uh, it would be actually yeah if we were in the delivery room because obviously Holly's laid up and that you've got the, the thing you watched the yeah. wrong birth it'd be quite funny if they part yeah if they pass then, with the yeah, baby pass with the baby I cut the umbilical cords Ginger, and then that's... and then from the back I went Ross <laughs> <laughs> oh that is funny yeah or something it was someone else's kid yeah I think that is you funny. go to pass because I, you, 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 I got given the baby and then you take it up to the head of the mother obviously so that she can yeah. have skin to skin or whatever it'd be quite funny if I got up to the yeah, other end she, yeah she seemed really happy yeah, there's something in that. I and think. she was just fuming that I still couldn't work out who she was by her insides. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. definitely something in it, I think. Yeah, it's, it is. A, I think I like because it is. I, I sort of. Uh, it was the first kind of story I'd written that was about something that was real that actually mm. happened to me. Where like all every obviously I've embellished certain aspects of it. Yeah, but I, it was. I think I could feel the audience just like, you know, listening intently. Mm. And obviously you don't, you want laughter, but have yeah. it, have it knowing that's quite a, a, a power. If you've got a bit where you can get them where they're right in the palm of your hand and that, and you, they want to find out what, what's happening. If you can find a big payoff at the end of that, it's, yes. it, it's going to be exactly that. Isn't it? Yeah. But, I'd say try it a few different versions. Yeah. And maybe also I'd say shorten, get to get to the punchline in practice yeah so next time you do it like go as short as you can to get to the point because sometimes you can have too long a build-up and that's why it doesn't pay off mm. so maybe try it getting there quicker and then play around with so what length. you're saying is once you've got the joke at the end you know that works then you can elongate the startup yeah and, and almost not waste time at a new material gig for example if mm. you only had five minutes or something yeah 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 hmm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Right, yeah. should we do another one? Nice. Do you want to press another button? Uh, yeah, um, well, don't uh, press I. <laughs> so, have you got the other. Some peak behind the curtain, isn't it? <laughs> have you got the other jokes? Um, I've got a couple of. These are all. I mean, I've got. These are all sort of uh, premises that I've written, more ideas that I, I haven't tried yet, but I think there's definitely something in mm. them. Uh, one of them is uh, my daughter's seven now, and uh, she's into computer games and stuff. We got her a Switch for Christmas. And um, it's got Mario Kart on it. And obviously I'm a huge Mario Kart fan. We used to play huge tournaments and battles with mates and stuff. And, mm. uh, and she's beating me at it is what I'm saying. So like the, for the first time, like I, I had contempt for her for the first time, you know. And I think that's this, she'd beaten me because she's young. She's obviously rubbing it in that she doesn't understand the etiquette. You know what I mean? <laughs> that right. she'll get knocked out, you know, for that in the streets. <laughs> but she's, so it, we had this game and she and she beat me like three times and then rubbed it in. And it was like the first, I looked at her and it was the first time I'd looked at in my daughter's face and actually had contempt for her, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's sort of playing like the fact that I'm obviously in the wrong she's a child it's a game yeah, yeah but that innate feeling of like i felt it burning in here like you yeah you know, i really wanted to beat her and it's like why am i trying so hard to beat my own daughter it's like you know yeah i should be proud that she's beaten me <laughs> yeah i feel like this like you need to do something to get the so have you, so have you tried this on stage I'm, i started talking about it yeah i talked about um i do a little bit other stuff about computers and stuff and and like during lockdown, Lexi's seeing me have FIFA Rage, you know, for the first time because she's there and I just forget she's there, you know. FIFA Rage. FIFA Rage, yeah. Right. It's like, where do you play FIFA? Is that the new, is that the new FIFA, FIFA it's Rage? Just, no, 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 no. It's FIFA Rage is an emotion that you experience when playing FIFA as yeah. a, an overgrown child, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got a bit about that and a bit about, you know, how it's one thing your daughter finding out you have you've you got you're raging over a game of fifa on the computer but now we've got vr headsets and they're bringing out grand theft auto imagine her coming down and finding me stamping on a prostitute or something in the living room yeah don't look at your dad <laughs> you're gonna lose mark on them um, computer games as much as you're on drugs by the way just so you know sorry you're gonna lose mark on computer games as much as you are I, I, I do know what I do know what that what is. Do I've, never, fun? I've never I don't fun. I, I've never I've never really I did that go for a stage of I had a PlayStation One. Yeah. I think that was probably the last Yeah. What games did you play on it? Parappa the Rapper. Um, I oh, played Parappa the Rapper. Yeah, no game. idea what that, that is. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. yeah. Abe's Exodus. Oh, that was great. Abe's. I really like that one. Yeah, that was brilliant. Um, um FIFA, but the the Premier Manager, so not Championship Manager, but oh one God, before yeah, that was Premier, Premier Manager. Manager. Are they actually bringing out Grand Theft Auto for the headsets? Yeah, they are they developing are. it. Yeah, because that's the thing. I'm looking forward to the, when we get really old, like years from now. I can't wait. It's just going to be ridiculous virtual reality. It's unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Do you want to hear my virtual reality joke? I'd love to. Um, it's something something along the lines of um, uh, I got actually it was quite good for my fitness. Um, using uh, my VR headset to play Street Fighter. But after an hour, I hit the wall. <laughs> very good, Mark. Thanks very much. Yeah, but it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because I don't, I think <laughs> if that just came up, it would be fine. But I think as a pre-planned joke, I don't think, 
I don't think enough people. Uh, we of course know what VR headsets are, yeah, but, but I feel like like my mum's generation. Yeah, they wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, so I think you would lose them because they just wouldn't make the connection. And also, yeah. you've got to have the connection of knowing that exercise you can go so far and hit a wall. Which I, I still don't know if that's completely everyone would know. And, that. and also, if we want yeah. to be pedantic, um, you can't hit a wall uh, because you uh, in the VR headsets you give yourself a boundary, uh, a boundary yeah. and then if you go out of that, then it disappears what you're looking at, and you can actually see. Actual reality. You can punch like dogs and cats, but and you can kids that walk in front of you and stuff. So, um, <laughs> Bosh, that, that what you're talking about there about your your daughter beating you on um, um, on Mario is a modern day equivalent of passing the mantle. And what would have been traditional examples of that? You know, like yeah. do you, like I, I remember. Um, I think like dads and their kids with football and uh, or box. I don't know. I feel like there is a point where your kid gets better than you at a thing and you're meant to be like oh that you're let you're meant to be happy about it aren't you yeah exactly, but actually yeah. you're not you're really angry i feel that's yeah. what it is because sort of the... you're feeling old aren't you it's, it's that point of you accepting oh actually i'm yeah and also trying to separate you know your your innate emotions your childish emotions and you know yeah just about how frustrating mean, mario is a frustrating game to play anyway isn't it? Mm. because you've got shells and knocking you over and stuff but it's like, you know, I should be... Eli- I remember when I beat my dad at golf for the first time. This is, yeah. I was just elated and I was rubbing it in all the way home. Yeah. I, was like, I can't wait to tell this mum. Is, this is calm. And he was like, tell mum what? And then threw the scorecard out the window. <laughs> That's so... There we go. <laughs> but, oh, could you, could you, could you, could you... Is that what you did? Yeah. Oh, could, mate, you've got to tell yeah, Matt. Yeah, but then... That is it. It's the punchline then you, you, about throwing the PlayStation out the window. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like you the, can't... The, not oh, the, the switch. The, the, oh, yeah, the switch. Or you it's can't, a maybe, you can't, yeah, if you tell the dad story yeah. first. First and then, and then, yeah. and then so and then now I'm experiencing day, that yeah. myself. You either do do it or That's you it. say you can't, you couldn't yeah. do it because it's it costs so 300, much more expensive. 400 quid, I ain't just checking out of the window. Yeah, yeah, would yeah. it also, I know it's not the truth, but would it make, would it be better if she beat you at FIFA just so that it's more of a, what you're good at? Do you know what I mean? It's more yeah, of a maybe, moment. Yeah. I suppose the computer game itself doesn't really matter what it is. It just needs to be, the audience needs to yeah, get Yeah, I think the issue with game. FIFA is, is not everyone knows what it is. So it's like, you know, I think like, like, but Mario Kart, I think, is pretty universal that people know. Well, they know what Mario is anyway. And yeah. I think they can just put the two and two together. Yes. You know, but, it doesn't take me- much explaining. But like, if I tell, yeah. when I tell a story about having that FIFA rage while she was in the room, it's like I have to sort of explain that it's a football game. But if you've already explained what FIFA rage is, you can then go in to talk about her beating you at football and then you you, you yeah. sort of beating you at FIFA and then you've you've already explained so everyone knows what you're talking yeah. about. Is it also, is there not something about the fact that you could tie in this sort of, the idea that your dad, you were driving back and your dad chucks it out the window and then Mario Kart is also about cars. So there's a sort of a connection. I don't yeah. know there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. That's, that's not a whack, whack, whack. I didn't know what that button yeah, did. Don't, you can't just. I just guess it. Willy nearly start pressing G. I pulled it down now, but E is laughter. <laughs> Painting themselves to be a massive drug addict and a terrible father, but this has been wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for. So, uh, Ross, have you got anything you want to tell people about to go and look at, see anything? Uh, well, I'm on social media at the, uh, at the Ross McGrain on Instagram, uh, Ross McGrain on Facebook. Uh, I run gigs in the South East as well in Essex uh, under Little Smash Comedy. And go see you in Edinburgh. And go and see me in Edinburgh. I don't know where I'll be or when I'll be there, but, but I'll be will somewhere. be there somewhere. Yeah. Danny, social media? Danny Wall, comedian across all your platforms. And at Jokes with Mark on Mine, going on tour from the end of April when I get back from Australia. Uh, tickets available marksimmers.co.uk or the links in my bio on my social media at Jokes with Mark. Anything more from you, Danny? Well, sort of. 
because I just got to time it right. So there isn't much more. <laughs> also, from you could go and watch the uh, episodes on YouTube. We've That's been, right. The last loads of episodes we're putting on YouTube. Full thing. Go check those out at Jokes with Mark on YouTube. Uh, anything more from you, Danny? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Nothing more from me, Danny. Hashtag Uber, everybody. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.